This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Today's episode is brought to you by T Public. And you ever hear about this thing called Black Friday? Well, it's happening at T Public. In fact, if you go to tpublic.animaniacast.com this holiday season, you will see some fantastic deals. Shirts as low as $13. And these aren't just any shirts, these are original artist designs. Featuring Animaniacs, Freakazoid, Pinky in the Brain, and so much more. It's all over at tpublic.animaniacast.com. Each purchase helps support an independent artist and this podcast as well. Plus, you're going to be getting an awesome gift for someone on your list. So head over to tpublic.animaniacast.com today. And welcome, everybody, to a Freakazoid episode of the Animaniacast. Freakazoid, in stereo, where available. And where not available, it's not in stereo. There's nothing we can do about that, so don't blame us. We have no control over it. Call your cable company if there's some sort of a problem, or the local broadcaster. But if they're not giving you stereo and you want stereo, that's your problem, not ours. Don't bug us. Complain to your congressman or Newt Gingrich, like I'm sure he'd care. Ha! But we don't want to get any letters, understand? Good. Welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of <clears throat> Freakazoid and Friends. This is the <laughs> spin-off series of the Animaniacast. Uh, we are the only podcast that lets you freak out about Freakazoid. And today we are once again picking a random episode, uh, which also has to be sequentially uh, the, the, you know, the fifth episode. Go figure. It just happens to be. Yes. Uh, we're going to be revisiting all the cultural references and gags, and in the end, we're going to give this episode of Freakazoid a water tower rating. I am Joey, and join me once again in Los Angeles, it's my brother Nathan. Never fear, Lord Smoke Meat and Fishes has arrived. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Well, we are once again, we're back to Freakazoid in our discussion. Uh, you know, sometimes we're talking about the Animaniacs, uh, sometimes Tiny Toon Adventures, and sometimes Speaking the Brain. But today, we're feeling uh, very superhero-ish. We're going to be talking about the one and only Freakazoid. And this you mean is... we're not feeling freaky? <laughs> feeling freaky. <laughs> feeling freaky. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Freakazoid, and this is, of course, episode five of Freakazoid which features the two main segments, Foamy the Freak-A-Dog uh, and, uh, Mer- wait, no, it was uh, an office visit. Yes, and then we have lots of other little things in it, like uh, an ode to Leonard Nimoy, uh, an emergency broadcast system, a conversational Norwegian, and even a little segment talking about how 
the show is available in stereo where where available. <laughs> um, so lots of little you know things to fill in the gaps and everything. But uh, if someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, uh, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, it's a, it's a cute little doggy. It's a cute doggy. It's a fluffy, squishy face. And little sweet meats. <laughs> uh, and Kelly, what about you? It's in stereo. We're available. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. In fact, <laughs> very important. Yes. Well, Nathan, tell us when did this episode first premiere? Ooh. So uh, this episode premiered on October seventh, nineteen ninety-five, uh, which was uh, less than a week after O.J. Simpson was found not guilty in the infamous O.J. Simpson trial. Uh, we learned dogs love to read thanks to PBS's new TV show Wishbone. And, uh, <laughs> and for a second, uh, oh, yeah, let's pause what? for a second. I thought you were literally going to give us a little fact from like Noba or something. It's like oh, no. dogs like no. to read. Dogs okay. love to read. Okay, they love to read okay. because of Wishbone. Yeah, Wishbone. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, finally, Mariah Carey performs at the Madison Square Garden to promote her new album, Daydream. Okay, that was a big album. And I do remember sure. Wishbone. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I know Nathan. I remember you watched it a lot as a kid. I don't remember watching. I remember not watching it as a kid. But well, I remember I, it was. I, on the TV. I had some Bootmars and a plushie, and I had a Jack Russell Terrier actually. Oh, really? You had Jack Russell Terrier? Well, there you go. They're so yeah, cute. She was. He, she she loved to read. The little princess. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> they all do. It's a fact. It's, it's what we learned from here. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our discussion of today's episode, starting off with uh, the stereo segment. <laughs> um, I suppose the, the, the cool thing right here is, of course, Joe Leahy uh, reading off the, you know, where it's in stereo, where available, and they just keep panning over the same backdrop over and over and over again, almost like a slow-motion Hanna-Barbera repeating background you know like scooby and shaggy would always run around and you'd see like the mm-hmm. same door going by all the time and well now we have a freakazoid billboard that just keeps going by and by at a slow pace interesting um, tidbit um i never understood what that meant in stereo were available until one time one of the ewok movies was airing on abc uh-huh. and my sister got her radio out and tuned it to the correct station and it was playing through the radio so I was like, oh, so that's what that means. Yeah. And, you know, I learned it was because one of the Ewok movies, I, I want to say it was for battle for indoor, but I, I could be wrong. It could have been Caravan of Courage. Yeah, that's true. I, I hadn't realized that I, I that so many shows because, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, the sound was pretty. It was just all mono. But if you hooked up your stereo system just right, like there's the AV cords at the back of the box. And you hook those sometimes into the stereo system. I remember when I figured that out. It must have been around the in the nineties when I figured that out and did it. I was like in a brand new world of sound. It was like oh my gosh! And listening to the Star Wars trilogy and all that stuff uh, with stereo, it was so cool. So yeah, stereo. Now we're all like five point one sound on every single one of our Netflix shows and everything. So, <laughs> but back in the day. Uh, you had to yell at your cable company, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, let's go ahead and get into our first major segment, and this is Foamy the Freak-A-Dog. 
And Foamy the Freaky Dog was written by the one and only Mr. Paul Dini. And it was directed by Ronaldo del Carmen. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Foamy the Freaky Dog? Okay, well... Oh, there's uh... the Freaky Dogs in the background. (laughs) Crazy Indiana. (laughs) I don't know what he's barking at. This is good. This is a good. This is a segment about a dog, and we have a dog barking in the background. He wants to talk to us about it, so keep going. Great. Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> so, Freakazoid is sort of in this kind of like museum of statues or something, and there's one of his dog, and he's fondly recalling uh, Foamy the Freaka dog, and so it sort of goes into this flashback, and uh, he's chasing the dog catcher and telling him to stop and the dog catcher is like careening all over the road and crashing into things and he finally stops and all these dogs jump out of the back of the truck and um, he's like oh I'm so glad I, I got you to stop before something terrible happened and of course you know uh, it's m- mass hysteria all, all over the place dogs and cats living, living together, together. <laughs> yep and um, so uh, he uh he only wanted to point out that there was a broken taillight. And then he issues him a citation, and it's for... Well, he says a ticket. He yes. says, I'm giving you a ticket. And it's for the Jerry Springer show. And he's like, no, not the Jerry Springer show. And um, there's one dog left in the back of the truck. And he's foaming at the mouth. So that's usually not a good sign with dogs. And uh, Freakazoid starts talking to him, telling him he's got sweet meats in him and all sorts of weird stuff and um, not endearing himself to the dog at all and uh, crawls into the back of the truck and the dog bites him on the head. Look at the cute little doggy thing. Look at your little chunky face. You have little sweet meats in you, don't you? Little sweet meats inside you. If I hug you, they're gonna come out. Little sweet, sweet, sweet. Make a sweet face. Give me smoochy smooch. And he's like, you know, I think he likes me. So he takes him and he gives him like a little hairstyle similar to Freakazoid and a costume and Turns him into a psychic and uh, paints then, him blue. Uh, That's so crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it, 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 painting him blue was just a, just oh. a funny thing. Just like that poor dog. <laughs> yeah, he and he. I mean, he seems okay with it. <laughs> so um, for the most part, and so um, Freakazoid's all tied up. He's like hooked up to a bomb and um, tells the dog he needs to go find the cop on the side of the road. And so the dog starts running, running, running. And um, he he's like jumping over cliffs. And, you know, he, he encounters some scorpions and things. And he's a little hesitant, but he, he manages to get through that. And he's, he's going through all these obstacles to try to get to the police officer. But then he like runs right past the officer and finds a fire hydrant in the middle of the desert. And then it... Moves away from the cartoon and says, oh, you know, we've, we've had to, we've been censored by the network because the dog's making water, dog water or something. <laughs> and um, so uh, then it, it cuts back to him and he's, he's looking relieved. And um, then you see this big mushroom cloud like blow up in the, the back. And then Freakazoid, he's all burnt to a crisp and he lands in front of the the police officer 
And um, so the dog did not save him. He wasn't terribly helpful. And then um, so I like, he said... I, one more side note. I like <laughs> Stahal Kelly. You're calling him the police officer when, of course, Nathan, his name is... Uh, Cosgrove? Cosgrove, yes. But Kelly's, <laughs> Kelly's new, folks. She she hasn't watched Freakazoid growing up. She doesn't know it's Sergeant Cosgrove. She just I shouldn't. I mean, I've seen it's him in other episodes. But, but yeah, he's I, been in all four, I think, so far. But Some, I literally so have only one, just so. watched each episode once. So <laughs> it, there's a lot of characters in these episodes. Yes. So I, I do know Lord Bravery now. Yes, that's true. I think I've got that one. Yeah. <laughs> um... Because this is what four episodes, and he's been in two of them. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, and and they really drove home his name in this next segment. So I, <laughs> I think I got that one. Anyway, um, so uh, he says, you know, he had to to uh, get rid of him as being a sidekick, and uh, um, it had to come to an to, end. Yeah, and then he's like biting his but he's at my end yes so because at first you're a little nervous and and you're thinking oh what what happened to the i'm I'm thinking like what what happened to the dog like let's let's not go down that path old screamer yeah old screamer (laughs) bach wolf no you little puppy (laughs) anyway yeah so that that was that was about the end of it yeah and there we go so that is the end of the the freak is Freaka Dog, Foamy the Freaka Dog's involvement on the show. So sad. But, of course, so uh, prophetic as well, because, of course, we all know that Paul Rugg would, years later, <laughs> get his own little Freaka Dog uh, mm-hmm. with Lucky the Chihuahua, who um, he's now, uh, you know, known all throughout the world as the man who gets his fingers bitten by his own little Chihuahuas. Plus... <laughs> the dogs like it so much and it's a nice bonding experience that's right daddy's little boy daddy's little boy daddy's little boy that's right okay we're done so uh, good old lucky so who would have known who would have known so Freaky dog is real. That and cute dog is the cutest dog. I just love how his little tongue sticks out when he's done biting uh, <laughs> Paul in those videos. <laughs> oh my goodness! So uh, let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, let's see any cultural references. I mean, there was a, there was a, you know, that uh, Jerry Springer thing, and uh, I think that was pretty much it. I think for for references. Uh, <laughs> This was the first uh, time that we really got to see Cobra Queen in action, even though she really didn't say anything. Um, and by the way, I counted how many times uh, Freak- Foamy uh, hit Freakazoid. Uh, there was the first time where, you know, they're going after the terrorists and uh, Foamy starts bashing Freakazoid back and forth between two different cars. Mm-hmm. And my count is he hits him approximately 57 times <laughs> going back and forth. Because I realized, like, man, they're going back and forth a lot, even in the background when the the terrorists are just talking about Chinese food. Yeah. So about 57 times. And then when Cobra Queen is uh, later, you know, trying to get Freakazoid uh, and Foamy sort of rescues him, uh, he ends up hitting Freakazoid into a statue about uh, approximately 23 more times. Hi, Foamy Squeezy Squeezy Face. Look at your little face. This snake's really doing a number on me. Help! 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 
So, all in all, you're talking about Freakazoid hit, getting hit at least 80 times by Freakazoid, or by Foamy the Freaky Dog, I should say. So, there you are. Wow. Interesting little facts. Uh, but, Nathan, let's start with you. Is there any little moments in this that you thought were of note? Um, well, I wanted to point out that the Chinese restaurant, uh, Hop Sing, they say, um, that's a Chinese cook from Bonanza, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I thought the name sounded a little familiar. I'm not really so, familiar with Hop Sing at all other I, than... I never watched Bonanza. I no, just but he took was, that from someone else. It was so. on a long time. But yes, Hop Sing, <laughs> yes. Which I, um, I'm not even sure if Hop Sing was actually portrayed by an Asian actor or not, which that's a whole other kettle of fish. So we won't talk about that. Uh, if that is the case but anyway uh yeah um and i guess the that picture on the dog catchers thing could be a wallace and gromit reference in the with the wrong trousers oh really what is it well i don't know because it kind of looked like uh, gromit a little bit like um uh, Gromit from Wallace oh, Gromit. Well, a little I guess bit. A little bit. I did think it was like, interesting that on the credits, by the way, that dog catcher who's voiced by Rob Paulson, in the credits it says Rob Paulson and it says as himself. So uh, that guy does not look at anything like Rob Paulson. <laughs> but <laughs> it is definitely his natural voice, though. So uh, there you go. Uh, Rob Paulson as himself, the dog catcher. Oh no! Please! Not Jerry Springer! Okay, then, we'll forget the whole thing. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and how about that, by the way, of Freakazoid just <laughs> going crazy at the beginning? Like, the, the first of all, the, the uh, leap that he makes, the sound that he makes, mm-hmm. the yee, is, is so, uh, so silly. <laughs> and then putting everybody, making so much damage to everything you know dogs going yeah. loose. a store has the freak a freak mobile crashes yeah, through it crashes it. into a donut store and then it the explodes news later the newsstand <laughs> he almost kills a dozen people uh, just because of a broken taillight um how ridiculous <laughs> kelly uh any moments that really uh that stood out for you that you liked um nothing that i don't think i've already mentioned well i I love the sweet meats part. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what sweet meats for the longest time were. But it is a confectionery food, by the way. And I, uh, I looked up the word sweet meats on, uh, on Google and it had a very interesting uh, definition. It says, an item of confectionery or sweet food, as in, he hurried back to his room like a schoolboy who has stolen a sweet meat. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought the uh, word in context was just so funny. Going back to your room like a schoolboy. Anyway, uh, there you go. Sweet meats. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember this episode as a kid and just really liking uh, Freak a Dog. I just, uh, the ridiculous nature of the long setup of Freak a Dog running and running and to Cosgrove, Cosgrove like, and just going right by him <laughs> to the fire and then the... I think we we used to quote the um, making puppy water or what is he the uh, pup making, making dog, dog water, water. dog yeah. water. <laughs> so silly. The following scene has been deleted by the network censors because it shows a pup making dog water. 
Yeah, silly, silly freakazoid. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and move on to Lord Bravery next. And Office Visit was the second and final Lord Bravery segment. Uh, it was written by Just Paul. Right when Kelly remembered his name. Exactly. He's, well, I think he makes some. You may still see him. You still see him every now and then. Uh, it was written by Paul Rugg and it was directed by Eric Radomski. And Nathan, tell us uh, what happens here in Office Visit. Um, so uh, it turns out Lord Bravery uh, can no longer use his name, Lord Bravery, because uh, there's already Lord Bravery's Bake Shop. So he's at, you know, whatever the office the trademark office i guess oh look why can't we both use the name lord bravery i'm afraid that would be too confusing too confused they're a bake shop you stupid stupid man i'm a superhero well you never know someone could stop you on a street demanding a muffin or a scone someone else might run into the bake shop wanting to be saved from a carnivorous man-eating vegetable creature you see my point I can hurt you, you know. I'm really quite strong. As it just so happens, I have a database of pre-approved names of companies that aren't around anymore. Let's have a little look-see, shall we? Ah, here's one. Smoked meats and fishes. Excuse me? Smoked meats and fishes. What do you think? Are you actually suggesting that my new battle cry should be Fear not, smoked meats and fishes has arrived? You could put load in front of it. You know, they give him some other names uh, that he could use. Maybe, uh, like, uh, DreamWorks was one that, you know, uh, caught, his eye, caught his ear, but that one, that one was taken, and then taken again. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so he's, he asks, how, how can I get lord bravery how, how can i get my old name back and he says i'll just go to the bakery and have them change their name so he goes there and uh she the, the lady there she's like you know I, i'd be happy to i'd like to name it helen's uh bake uh bakery shop um but she can't because uh, there's already helen's butchery shop so they need to go to the butchery, the, the butchery <laughs> shop is that not what they're called <laughs> Uh, no, there's Helen's Butcher or something. Um, so they go there, and that guy's name's Hank, and he wants to name it Hank's, uh, you know, you know, or, you know, so, but, uh, it turns out they keep going, you know, they can't name it Hank because there's a, a Hank and Hardware or something, you know, and, uh, there, there's, uh, Rudy's Rudimentary Twine and stuff like that. You know, there's all these different <laughs> places, uh, but uh, it all ends up going to Bill of Bill's World of Paint. Uh, and Bill doesn't want to change the name of Bill's World of Paint because his name is Bill. And they went through uh, everyone's names. And, and so that's pretty much how it ends. And then, so we go to six months later, and uh, he's trying to rescue someone from a tree. But they don't want him to help because they're like, you know, what kind of name is Lord uh, Fish Meats and what's, what's his name? <laughs> smoked smoked, smoked meats and Fishes. Meats. And fishes. So, um, but then he's like, my name's actually Lord Bravery. And like, oh, well, can I have some scones? And then he chases that guy away. And that's how we leave Lord Bravery. <laughs> Goodbye, Lord Bravery. And by the way, how ridiculous that Lord Bravery is flying around the place. And then when he goes to rescue a boy who's in the tree, has to straddle this tree and climb it up like a normal person <laughs> instead of just uh, flying up there to get him. Um, 
I don't understand that either. Yeah, he's a ridiculous guy. Uh, so anyway, uh, Kelly, what were some moments of this that uh, amused you or were of note? I I thought it was kind of funny that they had to go from place to place and like all these people had names in their businesses that weren't even their names and uh, none of them were actually clever enough to come up with something that didn't involve a name yes so, <laughs> I I was surprised by that but except I, I for got more bravery do- yeah <laughs> the only person Helen was the most creative person. Yeah, I like how Helen is just calling Lord Bravery such a stupid name, and he's just like, right. <laughs> Why would anyone want to be called Lord Bravery? <laughs> what kind of name is Lord Bravery anyway? It's stupid, dumb, idiotic. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I think uh, there is a, a little sort of a reference, I would say, right here. There was uh, the, what was it, the the twine shop over here what was it called the uh, rudy's hardware rudy's, and twine yeah rudy's hardware and twine is in reference to a hardware store that paul rugg actually grew up next to uh, which was mm-hmm. called just rudy's hardware store and on his blog uh we'll have a, a link to it in our show notes but he has a little article that he wrote back in 2009 called the non-self-aware woman at right aid and what that means uh so he talks about Rudy's Hardware and Twine, and uh, a very interesting story talking about this woman wanting a a black frame, or not wanting a black frame. Yeah, not wanting a black frame. Anyway, it's a very silly story. And he talks about how Rudy's Hardware store used to exist, and he misses it, essentially. So, there you go. That's that's a reference to Paul Rugg's childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, But Nathan, any moments in here that you thought were of note or interesting? Um, I think I saw a, a silhouette of Batman in one of the stores. Oh, really? Um, but I mean, it was kind of blink, and it was it was in an antiques store. Oh, kind of weird. Interesting. Um, so you can look out for that. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it was Rodamski's Antiques. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Oh, okay. Well, 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 I'll take a look at it, and if I can find a Batman silhouette or something, I'll put it on our Instagram or something like that. The show. Okay. Batman it's, and Freakazoid. Yeah, it, it might just be a, a... It's a cow. You know, it looks kind of like a... Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well... I, 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 I'm not seeing things. I'm not crazy. <laughs> okay, Nathan. All right. Uh, Brian George voiced two characters in here, both Hank the Hardware Man and Mr. Snarzetti, uh, the guy with the weird, weird sideburns on that little bald guy. Uh, but Brian George, you might recognize him from Seinfeld. He played the character of, I think his name was Babu, I think. Remember him? He said, you're, you're a very bad man. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I remember. I remember Babu. But anyway, he was he's uh, he's quite an accomplished voice actor. He's done uh, stuff on Animaniacs and for, now Freakazoid. But yeah, actually, in, you know, you can see him in front of the camera in a few roles as well over the years. So I thought that was of note. And really, I think the biggest cultural reference there is is the whole thing about DreamWorks. And Kelly, I don't know if you remember this at all, but DreamWorks was actually sued by another company uh, with the same name when it started up. There was a company named DreamWorks with a E instead of an O in the works part right there. And it was a trademark suit. 
Does this, any of this ring a bell? Because this was back in the mid-90s when this happened. No, I don't recall it. But, I I mean, obviously, I I paid attention to all the DreamWorks stuff because um, Spielberg. Because uh, it's, it's DreamWorks. SKG is what it was. Uh, I think they've kind of dropped the SKG. But um, Spielberg, Katzenberg, and Giffen. But, well. Uh, no, I don't. I, I probably ran across it. But it it didn't seem to be as much big news as like the, the actual creation of the studio. Well, that's what they're referring to right there with it's being, uh, Oh, it's taken. And now it's taken again, uh, because a, a Florida company, uh, which was a, I think it was a Florida company, uh, was a promoter of science fiction conventions. And it had, uh, it was called DreamWorks and they sued the actual company. For millions of dollars, I'm assuming this was settled out of court, but they it went on for a few years, like for, like, well, I think my, from '95 or '6 to '8 or something like that. It was going for, in and yeah, out of court. From what I'm seeing, it was uh, it was initially thrown out, but then later upheld on appeal yes. in 1998. Yes, so. yeah. So I don't know how. I'm assuming <laughs> it was just settled out of court. I'm assuming, especially after it went back. Like after a judgment, so yeah, it's uh, it's a little piece in DreamWorks uh, history right there, a little bump in the road when they started. There you go. So let's go ahead and wrap up uh, today's episode with a few shorter uh, segments, uh, starting off with "Ode to Leonard Nimoy," and an "Ode to Leonard Nimoy" uh, fanboy is back, and he recites a very stalkery poem. <laughs> To, all about Leonard Nimoy and how uh, he loves him so much and then it, it concludes with him going to Leonard Nimoy's house, finding out where he lives and Leonard Nimoy uh, does the, the right thing by blowing uh, Fanboy up. You know, you gotta, you gotta protect and, the house. And gives him an autograph. Oh, that's true. He did give him an autograph and then he blew him up with and, a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll visit you right where you live. I'll ring on the doorbell and ask if you'll give that autograph I've been waiting for. You give it to me and so much more. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Spock. Now please call Bones. I I need a duck. Uh, But it is a very cute... It it sounds almost Dr. Seuss-ish in how it's... It's, it goes, uh, it's, I know it's an ode, but it does, it felt a little Dr. Susie to me. Um, but I thought it was cool. Uh, any, your thoughts, uh, Kelly, Nathan, on, uh, Ode to Leonard Nimoy? Uh, it was a reference to Bones. <laughs> reference to Bones on Star Trek. Uh, Kelly, anything from you? I, I know so many people like that. I do because I go to go to Dragon Con and conventions. Um, so yeah, and I'm you know I'm a fangirl myself. So, uh, but I as much as I joke about it, I I still have never shown up on uh, Steven Spielberg's front doorstep. <laughs> so, um, and I I never will. Yes, but he has I a security gate it, around his house. If he would call me, so I can just tell him I'm a big fan. But, um, you know, I'm here, Steven. Give me give me a call. I just want to say, hey, <laughs> shake your hand, whatever. But 
Um, yeah, I I thought that was it's kind of goofy. It's kind of stereotyping too. It I is. Felt like. It but, is. Um, I, but it's relatable at the same time. And I actually thought, man, if I if I was more comfortable in my body, I would actually dress up as fanboy at a convention. Just that FB <laughs> shirt. And the the thing that makes me Wait, say... He's like wearing bikini blonde. Yeah, that's the thing that makes me go, no, and then second thought, never mind. Because those shorts, <laughs> man, those shorts are something else. And uh, he has that fall when he falls at the end. Oh, gosh. To show everybody those those thighs. Boy, what, what legs. He's got legs and he knows how to use them. <laughs> uh, so emergency broadcast system... Uh, let's go on to the next part here. Freakazoid is a test of the emergency broadcast system. Uh, and uh, Freakazoid does essentially what I remember uh, hearing a lot over the years is this is only a test and the annoying beep that would happen. And, of course, mm-hmm. Freakazoid does it, but he does it with his mouth and almost dies in the process. It was quite humorous. Uh, and he you know, talked about... Also, what you would hear if it was an actual emergency. This concludes our test of the emergency broadcasting system. This was only a test. If there had been an actual emergency, we would have gone like this. Ah, Help! Help us! No! Get us out of here! Help me! Help everyone! Which uh, I used to actually make fun of myself even as a kid. Um, I I think it was on a radio I heard once. Like, what would you hear in an actual emergency? It was, oh my God, the bombs are coming! Ah, <laughs> you know, like that's yeah, that that was what you would hear. Anyway, it's true. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go with that. Uh, Nathan, any anything that you thought was cool in this quick little segment? Um, the animation when he turns like blue or something. One of the colors he looks. Oh I yeah, guess he's already blue, a deep purplish turns blue like a, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, just like the animation. Some like, really funny. The animation in this episode together is just really, really strong. I think, like mm-hmm. especially in the freak of freak of dog one. I didn't mention it before, but uh, he looks almost anime-ish, you know, in his teeth and eyes. Uh, it looks so good. I really like the style of uh, Freakazoid in that uh, first segment. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kelly, I know that uh, your foamy, the Freaka Dog, Indiana was. You said he was freaking out a little bit when he heard Freakazoid. Well, he uh, he was definitely was paying attention. I, I had I was watching it in the living room and had my phone out watching it, and he he kind of lifted his head up and kind of started paying attention, and then he did that head tilt back and forth, which is really cute when he's really listening and. Uh, he he stayed very focused until it it finished. It was cute. <laughs> so even German shepherds are watching Freakazoid these days. Yep. Well, let's wrap things up with our last small segment, which is conversational Norwegian. And in this, uh, Freakazoid teaches the uh, the audience a little bit of uh, useful Norwegian phrases. I think Fanboy is actually rowing the Norwegian boat in this, so Fanboy gets yet another mm-hmm. appearance in this episode. And he basically talks about the narwhal, the narwhal, and how look at the happy narwhal when he crashes through the boat. The narwhal does not look that happy, though. <laughs> I have to say. Um, it looks kind of angry and then sad that he's done that. 
uh, it all ends with Joe Leahy uh, kind of drowning with the Freakazoid and fanboy. Uh, the end. Uh, there you go. Uh, Kelly, anything from uh, conversational Norwegian that you thought were of note? I just, I just thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> I just, narwhals are funny to me. And That's true. Such a weird I, creature. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like the sound of all of it. That The way he, um, the Norwegian, I guess. Whether that was real Norwegian or not, I don't know. Oh, I think it had to be. If you know Norwegian, by the way, I know we do have a few international listeners to our show. If you do speak Norwegian, we'd love to know how accurate was uh, Freakazoid's, uh, you know, portrayal of your language. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. saying, not only saying it right, but does it sound right? You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little little Norgval. Nathan, yeah, I, I love languages, so it, it just sounded really neat to me. Okay, well, Nathan, what about you? Uh, remind me of Frenching with Freakazoid. Uh, oh, yeah, very similar to that kind of like very educational, I guess. As long as it is educational, I don't know. But languages yeah. are silly, and in fact, <laughs> uh, they sound goofy. In fact, uh, Paul Rugg even put uh, a version of. Uh, him being bitten by Lucky the dog in Dutch uh, on his Instagram, and I believe possibly on his YouTube as well, but it's uh, just him getting bitten by Lucky, but it's all in Dutch, and it's quite humorous. Here's a little sample of that. Um, hoe kom ik nou tot rust? Nou, zoals veel Amerikanen doen, uh, ik kom thuis en uh, I'm een hond. Want kijk, je hond aaien is een van de meest rustgevende dingen die je maar kunt doen. Het maakt een uh, hormoonvrij genaamd oxytocin. That's how lucky it would sound in Norwegian. So, there you are. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, guys, let's get to it. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Freakazoid? Nathan, let's start with you. Hmm. I mean, I just, I got to like go back and give all these higher because I keep giving them two. You know, I'm just going to, I've got to set it. I'm going to say three water towers without even looking at what I gave previous episodes. <laughs> okay. So there we go. Three water towers. Um, You know, uh, it was fine. Um, you know, I really like Foamy the Freaky Dog. Um, just, just him talking to Foamy the Freaky Dog. I could just hear thirty minutes of that. I think would be <laughs> a five star episode. <laughs> oh, just him yeah. making that high squeech, yeah, squeech, yeah. squeechy piece. And yeah, so all right. There you go. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? I will give it. I I guess I'll also give it. Three, no, maybe two and a half. Okay. Because I didn't really laugh at anything. Um, I mean, I did like the Norwegian part because, it, like I said, it sounded cool, and there was a dog. Um, but I, I didn't find it particularly funny. It, it didn't bother me. Um, I, I wasn't sitting there like, oh no, this is terrible. But I, I wasn't sitting there laughing out loud either. Um, so yeah, it, it was okay. All right. Uh, I will give it. Uh, I will give it a three point five. So we all average out to three, right? 
uh, that way. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's not as good as uh, some of the previous episodes. Uh, but, yeah, Foamy is such a great segment. I really did like that. Uh, I did like the Lord Bravery one. However, it was not as funny as the first Lord Bravery one. So it's good. It's not as good as some of the, the, the previous ones, I think, though, that we went over. So still great, but not as great. So uh, there we go. In our next episode, by the way, talking about Freakazoid, not our next episode, but in a few weeks when we do talk about the next episode of Freakazoid, we're going to talk about how Freakazoid came to be with the chick. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So It's that... different than what's on the DVDs. If you... Oh, really? <laughs> if you... Yeah, uh, the next episode on the DVD is uh, the Cloud slash Candlejack, which is just a. It's a. We didn't. Re- we never really talked about it, but um, Freakazoid would air these episodes that were just like conglomerates of other episodes. Occasionally, right. they weren't like actual episodes, so uh-huh. they would take half of one. Of, they're like, oh, this is a really popular segment. Like the cloud and Candlejack, like that would be a great episode of its own if it existed, because those are both great segments. But, but yeah, but so, so if people get confused, it's, okay. it's going to be the chip. The so we're going to be talking about the chip next. Okay, okay, okay. Are we gonna we're we're gonna do both together? Yeah, I think so. Might as well. We'll get both in so. because yeah, it's it's you know it's one it's just a larger story and uh, yeah yeah there we go. So. Uh, and do we, Kelly? Do you know what episode of uh, Tiny Toons we'll be talking about next, or do we do want to skip that? Or, uh, well, no, I think we should watch Immature Radioactive Samurai Slugs. Yay! Yay! And I'm very happy about that because I got an awesome shirt <laughs> that's available in our T Public store that you can check out. It's a uh, tpublic.animaniacast.com, of course. But I got an Immature Radioactive Samurai Slugs shirt. And I wore it to Disneyland recently, and I had a lot of people stopping me and saying, that shirt's so cool. They didn't get the reference, but they <laughs> they thought it was a cool shirt. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited. So we get to talk about immature radioactive samurai slugs uh, and sing that song and, and everything. So that'll be on our next review episode of Tiny Tunes. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? Ooh, uh, I, I'm I, I am on Twitter, uh, Django FT. That's me. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess Y O D A P R N C S S, or email me Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. All right, and as for the Animaniacast, we are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and you can also talk to us over on Discord. If you want a welcome link, you can go to Discord. Animaniacast.com, and that will bring you on over to the RetroZap Discord group where you can talk to us about Animaniacs or cartoons, and you can talk to the other RetroZap groups about all other things like Ardcast, they're talking about video games. You got Bruise and Blasters talking about Star Wars, and of course, there's a whole Star Wars section about collecting with the Dork Lair and, and uh, you know. Kanata's Castle. We got a ton of people over there. Techno Retro Dads to talk about everything retro you want to talk about. It's a fantastic place and great people over there. So love to see you over there. Discord.animaniacast.com and uh, head to RetroZap.com for all of your retro needs. Lots of articles every single day. And the podcast network. 
You can subscribe to the podcast feed on your favorite podcast player. You can get every Retro Zap podcast, including this one, delivered straight to your device for free. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Superhero would call himself Lord Smoked Meats and Fishes! Ah, one who wants to use the element of surprise. Oh, you're a loon, aren't you?